0: Welcome to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast with your host, Jim Robinson. Hello, and welcome back to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast for a special edition episode talking about the COVID 19 pandemic. In today's episode, we're going to talk to a grower from central Nebraska who uh, is dealing with COVID 19 in the community and what he's doing to protect himself, his family, and his operation from the pandemic. So, today with us, we have Craig Frenzen. Craig, could you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Well, sure, Jim. Uh, my name is Craig Frenzen. I'm from Fullerton, Nebraska. We uh, farm here, row crop, uh, various other small grains, alfalfa, and cow-calf. Uh, here in our small community, we're uh, doing what we can do to keep ourselves safe and healthy. Um, lot, Not a lot of change from what we do day to day, but there there's some, and we can talk about that. And uh, also a little bit in the supply chain, I, I am a business associate for Rob Seco
0: also. Yeah. Absolutely, and we're, we're glad to have you on board with us. So, Craig, are you, and does and your wife Jan, are you guys concerned about the coronavirus pandemic?
1: We are concerned uh, uh, for what coronavirus can do to the health of those who are susceptible. I have a mother who has uh, uh, COPD and other breathing issues. She's in her upper 70s. I, we also have a young grandchild uh, that we're concerned about, even though it doesn't seem to affect them, but Those are our two main reasons. Ourselves, we we think we're pretty healthy, but it's about protecting others. And uh, just because of what the uncertainties and unknowns of this, um, we are doing what we are being asked to do by our local and state and federal agencies to to stay isolated, um, watch where we do, how we travel, how we handle our day-to-day activities if we do have to go in and get gasoline for our vehicles that we still need to drive every day when we're taking care of our livestock and and those kind of things so just following the protocols that have been given to us by the feds the state and other um we're doing that and at this time uh, no one in our close relatives or family has has gotten this thing yet so we're hoping we're getting over the hump and coming to the end. We'll see how this goes.
0: Absolutely, and, and we hope that nobody in your family or, or immediate contacts ends up getting the disease as well. So, with COVID-19, what are your biggest concerns uh, as they relate to not just your your family uh, contracting the disease, but also how it may impact your operation? Do you have any primary concerns in that regard?
1: Well, it has already impacted the operation by the lower commodity markets, uh, uh, specifically in the grain market and what it's done to the ethanol plants uh here and and some of that goes uh, obviously with what crude oil has done too. Uh all that seems to relate to the covid and also the drop in the cattle market. We had some feeder cattle that uh, we normally like to move this time of the year and that's adversely affected that. So we've already been affected by the markets, but as far as our day-to-day activities um, going to the grocery store. We don't do that anymore. We have a local grocery store that's uh, very good at uh, uh, taking care of our needs right here in Fullerton. Uh, They've continued to do that. We now can call in and they'll bring our order out to the street. Uh, Then we do, even though it's a local grocery store, we do still come home and clean the, uh, the baggage or try to handle it in a way that we go to other containers and the like and follow that protocol that's been given to us from other agencies. So, that we do. Also, uh, as far as our livestock operation, uh, we need vet and feed supplies. Uh, we, uh, stay at distance if we do have to go into our veterinarians and we just had to work some cattle the other day and had to get some vaccine. They set it outside. We picked it up. Um, same with our feed store, mm-hmm. uh, stay a certain that six feet distance away. If we have to go and pick up feed or stay in the vehicle and, and they'll load us. Um, there's been some protocols that have been put forth by our uh, fertilizer and chem supplier that, uh, that we use here locally. And Mm -hmm. again, they close their doors to the office, but they'll still get you the supply if needed. One, they'll either deliver or two, if you have to come pick it up, stay inside your vehicle and uh, the, uh, the internet and, and other ways have been good avenues to still being able to pay for the product you get without having to uh, actually touch someone or, right face to face over the counter like we used to do so it has affected us in 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 ways that uh, um, have changed a little bit we just have to do a little more thinking or think through a process when we go to get something or pick it up where before it was just uh just normal almost reaction uh, the other day i needed uh, a little part from from my, what i knew we had in our local parts store here in town Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, to get this going, I'm just going to run in and get it. And I actually hopped in my vehicle just like I normally would do and started to drive into town. I thought, <laughs> oh no, I can't do that. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, so, so those are some things that uh, you know you just have to think about it and and react in a way that that uh, um, you have to remember we're in this this time of crisis and to keep it from spreading or getting this disease to be uh, worse than what it already is. Uh, just be cognizant and conscious of what we're doing and hopefully get ourselves to where we can get back into some normalcy.
0: Uh, that's great. Those are, those are very good practices to help uh, insulate yourself and, and your loved ones against uh, the disease and as well as to keep anything from, from interacting with uh, your suppliers as well. Now, how have your interactions gone with uh, your account managers, your salespeople that you typically deal with? You know, Are, are you seeing each other in person or are you primi- primarily doing business over the phone or digitally otherwise?
1: Yeah, it's been digitally and, and over the phone. Um, and that has worked well for us. Uh, I think, uh, uh whether it's Rob Seco or the local entities we do work for, uh, they're set up to where it's not too much of a problem or too much of a hassle and we can still stay connected and, uh, get information that we need or they to us or us to them. So, uh, a lot of what, uh, we do and the way our operation works this time of the year when like I said, we're cow-calf, so we've got baby calves coming in daily need to the cattle. We're just coming into the planting season. Uh, some field work, ditch filling and the like, fertilizer application, strip till. We don't have time for those face-to-face sit-down meetings anyway. Yep. So this isn't a lot of, this isn't a big change from what it normally is for us in the springtime anyway. And it, some of that was done, a lot of it was done, whether it's digitally or or um, through a phone call or the like. So it's not that big of a change from what way it usually is this time of the year for us. yeah
0: That's good, that's good. with With everything going on, have you seen uh, or are you making any changes to your plans this year uh, based on the current state of the of affairs, whether it's because of, of suppressed commodity prices or um, anything along those lines, shifting acres, holding grain, selling grain or, or anything any changes with your livestock you'd mentioned with your feeders?
1: Yeah, so not so much with our grain at this time or with our crop rotations. Um, uh, the flood kind of changed some of our crop rotations, the flood of uh, last spring. I, I mean, that had changed where we are in, in sequence of our rotations, and I, that's mm-hmm. pretty much going to stay the same. But as far as with our cattle, that adjustment, sorry, I told you with some feeder cattle that normally we move this time of the year um we do have something that we backgrounded that will place in a feed yard and retain ownership to them and then we with our fall calving herd, we usually sell those as grass cattle and we're entertaining thoughts of trying to find a way to keep them um through the summer or hopefully uh get better markets or get the markets to come around and be in a better shape to uh Mm -hmm. to to get a better price for them for what it is now they are starting to come back and and i think uh um we'll have the ability to adjust with that. So when you talk about some crop ground, we may change some crop ground that normally would be row crop. We may seed some areas that may not be as productive to row crop and maybe seed some of that to a summer grazing forage or the like to accommodate the, the possible keeping of these calves through the summer and then maybe selling them later on as the price gets better. So that's one adjustment. Uh, also using a little more price risk, uh, um, uh, through options or futures, uh, look. We've done a little bit more of that than we normally do. Trying to get a little more comfortable in finding someone we, we now know and like and trust, and and that's uh, I think advantage most of us as producers. If we're not already doing it, uh, need to look at doing that. I think there's some opportunities to get in while these bottoms are here and, and help take advantage of those markets when this does turn around and they do take off and come back up again.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's good. H- have you seen any? changes in terms of, of your suppliers? And I, I think I'll, I'll give, after you give your answer, I'll give a little bit of a perspective from uh, from the seed end, as well as what we've talked to uh, other partners and other people in the industry about. But have you seen any uh, challenges in receiving your inputs like seed, fertilizer, crop protection, et cetera?
1: You know, just a little bit of challenges. It's, it's kind of, as I mentioned before, we just have to be cognizant of, of what we do when we go to those places, whether it's Uh, going to get a fertilizer tank wagon of liquid uh, 10340 or UAN like we use here or going in to uh, uh, get the uh, insecticide or chem that we need just need to be cognizant of where we go how we do it and 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 letting our staff or the people that work with us know that hey there's a few changes this is what you're going to have to do or not do when you go pick these things up and then when you mentioned the seed site Jim I, I kind of I've thought about this, and and maybe you're going to touch on it, but as a producer out here, I'm always curious to see what new genetics are coming and what we're going to have in summer trials, and some of that pertains to what you may be getting from winter production, whether it's from Hawaii or South America, and getting that chipped in and getting those hybrids in here to put in our strip trials and, and strip tests, and maybe you have some information for me on that, Tim, but I'm very curious to what companies are going to be running into for challenges with that as a grower out here and we today to be seeing a summer.
0: Absolutely. And I, yeah, you know, I could predominantly just speak from a Rob Seco perspective as well as, as those uh, interactions that I've had with others in the industry. Uh, as far as we go with Rob Seco, we try to minimize what we do from a winter production standpoint. Typically in a given year, we may have one, maybe two different hybrids that uh, our strip trial seeds, so our plot seed comes back from winter with, uh, we actually have the, the two hybrids uh, that are coming back from winter on hand as of today. So those are able to make it back from from winter production just fine. Uh, I know that, that elsewhere in the industry, depending on where winter plot seed and win, where winter production seed was planted, uh you know, some may see some delays, others may not. Sounds like a lot of the ports are open. And so there is now the flow of material back and forth, albeit a little bit just coming back a little bit later than normal. Uh, traditionally, Rob Seco tries to minimize uh, any of our commercial uh, seed uh, production from South America. Is just not as reliable to be able to get it in a timely basis to be, then be able to distribute it. Now, from a parent seed perspective, uh, oftentimes, you will see a, a fair amount of parent seed is uh, expanded in South America or Hawaii, uh, and as of right now, all of that is coming back in a timely basis, uh, in a timely manner, and will uh, should be back in time for uh, uh, new crop planting, which typically starts to occur later this month or or into May. Uh, so we don't see uh, foresee any impacts from the COVID nineteen pandemic on the seed supply or next year's supply of seed. Uh, And we have talked to uh, some multinational uh, fertilizer, crop protection uh, manufacturers and distributors to find out what they're seeing in terms of of impacts on the supply chain. Uh, What they've said so far is that uh, they don't see any impacts on the fertilizer side of things. A lot of the fertilizer has already gone out. uh, uh, An awful lot is already actually in the ground, and don't foresee any issues this year with the fertilizer. And as far as crop protection goes, uh, since a lot of those active ingredients are manufactured overseas, uh, traditionally that all is done and in, in back here in the United States uh, earlier in the year than than uh, the pandemic has hit this year. So actually a lot of those th- uh active ingredients have already made it back to the United States and we don't foresee any sort of a uh, shortage or supply chain impact upstream of, of having those available. Now getting them out to the different retail locations and everything shouldn't be an issue as, as a lot of protocols have been put in place uh, to minimize the impact of the pandemic on, on those, you know, so uh, truck drivers staying in their vehicle for load and unload, minimizing the contact with warehouse, as well as, uh, the the contact with different retailers and so so far everything appears to be in line to have minimal if any impact on the uh uh, supply chain for seed fertilizer crop protection and and the like so so right now everything looks good now we don't yet know if there will be an impact on next year uh, just because it'll depend on how long this pandemic goes. If we see a significant extension of the duration of the, the pandemic, then we might see an impact on uh, supply chain next year. But otherwise, we don't expect any impact at all.
1: Well, good to know. Because uh, uh, frankly, I was just thinking of this spring, Jim, and and uh, wondering about uh, next year or something, <laughs> and, and parent season the like, and supply for next year or something I really hadn't gave much thought. So I'm glad you mentioned that. So from what you're telling me, we need to talk later and I need to get my seed order in place for 2021 <laughs> Absolutely. we <laughs> sure be thinking about that. Yeah, Yes, definitely.
0: for sure. <laughs> so, Craig, thank you so much for joining us. I I really appreciate you telling us how you've uh, been protecting yourself and your family, uh, uh, social distancing practices, working with your suppliers from a distance and trying to get as much done as you can without individual person-to-person contact, working with your local grocery store to place orders over the phone or online and Hmm. and thus doing pickup. And uh, anything else you want to add before we close?
1: Uh, just, Jim, then I think uh, we need to keep a positive outlook on this. I know we're in unprecedented times, but uh, for those of us uh, specifically in rural communities and in the farming uh, uh, economy that we're in now, it's a bit of a challenge. But always, let's try to look at the positives, and, and there will be uh, times that we'll we'll turn around and get back to where we are. We sure hope there there is uh, always that, what I believe, farmers this time of the year, we're getting ready to plant and looking forward to the, new crop and we generally do have more of a positive outlook and and uh, I would just encourage folks to continue to do just that look forward and be positive
0: that is a great message thank you Craig so thank you for joining us on the special edition of the Rob Seco field ready podcast uh, as always be sure to tune in on the first and 15th every month and until then stay field ready thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Rob
1: Seco field ready podcast Join us next time to be field ready.
0: A Parkville Media Production.